I understand your faith may be extremely important to you, but no person walking the face of this earth, even if they are a priest, a reverend, a minister, a vicar, a rabbi, or imam, should severely restrict your memories if your images are a priority for your wedding day. Hey there, welcome to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. Do you know that the number one regret for most couples after their wedding is usually their photographs? Tammy will share all the knowledge and expertise she has gained over the years to help you get the very best wedding images from your photographer. The conversations on this podcast are going to help you understand how almost every decision you make for your wedding day directly affects your photographer. Tammy is going to give you the knowledge and awareness you need to create a nearly perfect position for your photographer to be in on your wedding day. And that means better images for you to remember your special milestone. Tammy Blaylock is an internationally awarded, nationally featured wedding photographer and published author. Since 2010, she has excelled in helping each of her couples capture beautiful, emotive images from their big day. Tammy wants your wedding day to be as perfect as you do. So tune in and listen up, because this episode's about to begin. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my little corner of the podcast world. Thank you so much for joining me today and listening to what I have to say. My podcast exists so that I can share all of my knowledge, expertise, and experiences with you to improve your wedding day images and your experience with the wedding photographer that you choose to shoot your special day. So this past weekend, I had the wonderful opportunity to shoot my oldest niece's wedding. And what a weekend it was. I had a six-hour drive back and forth to Munster, Texas, which is about 80 miles northwest of Dallas. And on Saturday, I put in approximately about a 15-hour day Um, By the time I set up and broke down, I want to say I shot about 14 and a half hours and I cried the most that I have ever cried at a wedding. It was super, super emotional for me just getting to witness my oldest niece getting married. Super emotional. I got to see both of my daughters and my peanut. And then on Sunday, as everyone was getting out of Monster. I enjoyed a late lunch with everyone, my two daughters, my peanut, and my youngest daughter's boyfriend before we all split up and went our separate ways. And also, while I was in the Dallas area, I seized the opportunity Sunday before I left to get a new road bike. I have two rides planned One's coming up here at the end of April, a 60-miler, and then I have a century or a 100-miler planned at the end of August, and I desperately needed a new road bike. I have been riding a bike that was too small for me for about the last 12 years, and I was so overdue for an upgrade. So upgrade I did. As best I could tell, There were about five of these Trek bikes in the entire state of Texas. So I was very fortunate 
to scoop up one of them while I was in the Dallas area. So shout out to Bike Mart. Thank you for helping me out. Appreciate everything you did for me. And I brought that baby home. The bad news is I won't have time to take it out today. And I don't know if I have time to take it out tomorrow either. So I hope to jump on it this week. All right, let's jump right into today's topic, which is episode number 56, When Religion and Wedding Photography Collide. So I have read about and I've spoke to other photographers about clergymen who are so strict with their ceremony rules that they prohibit the photo and video teams from moving about during the marriage ceremonies. Though I have never personally had to shoot under those conditions. Record scratch until this past weekend. I shot a Catholic ceremony where I was required to pick a spot and stay there during the entire length of the ceremony. And I was warned by the local um, video team who was familiar with this priest that if I did try to move about, that he would stop mass, call me out, and tell me to stay put. Also, a quick shout out to Deanne and Wendell. I enjoyed working with you guys immensely this weekend. I wish we were closer because I could work with you pretty much every weekend. And I did not want that to happen. I did not want the priest to stop the ceremony and put every set of eyes on me in the church. I wanted all the eyes to stay on the couple where they should be. So basically, all photography creativity was removed from mine and my second shooter's control for nearly an hour of the couple's day. And this made me extremely sad for my couple. So first and foremost, I want to say that I do respect the sanctity of the church, of any church, of any religion. Even if I do not practice that religion, even if I am not familiar with that religion, and even if I do not agree with that religion, I respect any person's freedom to choose and practice the religion that they wish. Why do I think the priest was imposing this rule on us? And this really got me to think what it meant for the images. The thing that I was responsible for producing for the couple. So personally, I think he was letting his ego be the most important thing of the day. I think he was letting his ego control the ceremony. My cat just walked into the room. Generally, I'm told by my couples and their family members, and even the wedding party after the wedding, that they didn't even notice us, or even the video team for that matter, moving about. They often say things to me like, I didn't see you there. I didn't know you were in the room. How'd you get that image? When did you sneak in? By the very nature of our business, we try to be as stealthy as possible. And not only in the church, but all day long. I want to capture photojournalistic and candid moments. And I try to bring the least amount of attention to myself as possible for much of the day. And I say it was his ego because by stark contrast, 
In 2018, I shot a mass at the Sacred Heart Catholic Church's 80th anniversary celebration in Campbellton, Texas. The current Archbishop presided over the Mass. Yes, Archbishop Gustavo Garcia Siller presided over the Mass with about 10 other priests, and he did not restrict me to shooting from a single stationary position. I was allowed to move during the entire Mass, and I had the Archbishop's permission He understood that I was capturing history for an 80-year-old church and its community and the congregation. And he understood that this moment was more than just about his presence and the religious ceremony. It was about the community and the history, and it needed to be properly documented. Hey, if you're loving this episode, would you mind sharing a screenshot on Instagram? You can tag either Complete Wedding Ed or Add a Girl Photo, and you can also tell all of your engaged friends about the book and the podcast. I would appreciate that. Remember that the book is available on Amazon and it's Prime eligible. And if you ever have a topic that you want me to cover, all you have to do is send me an email at Tammy at AddAGirlPhoto.com. All right, here is another glaring disparity. I shot a Catholic ceremony just as recent as this past December. I anticipated the ring exchange and moved into position beforehand so I wouldn't draw attention to myself during the actual moment. I was about six or eight feet away to the bride's left and I crouched as low as I could get. However, just before beginning the ring exchange, the father actually looked at me, motioned to me, and then verbally over his microphone invited me to come in even closer. So I got about two feet away from the couple to capture even more intimate and special images for the couple. This priest got it, guys. He understood that this moment, this ceremony, and this day was not about him. All this was about the couple and their love, their legacy, their memories. And he put his ego and his control aside. And I wish that this priest would circulate an official bulletin throughout the entire Catholic community or encourage the Pope to make a mandate that would allow these special religious ceremonies to be properly documented for their congregational members and the couples getting married in their churches. So I did do my best job shooting from one stationary position And at times, I even held my camera above my head and blindly shot backwards, trying to include some of the groomsmen who were seated directly behind me. But I know that I could have done so much more had I been allowed to actually move about. Had I been allowed to move, I could have even captured some great shots of this priest in his element, images that could have helped to cement his legacy and told his story had he allowed me to do so and not restricted my job so severely. This was an extremely beautiful church. It had gorgeous arches on the interior, 
beautiful stained glass windows, a grand altar, and a lot of natural light that filled the entire church. It wasn't dark, dim, or gloomy at all, which is what photographers get in a lot of churches. This church was an exception. And this couple has images from basically three positions. The one I was seated on the floor in front of the first pew, basically at the groom's feet. And the two positions I told my second shooter to shoot from, from the back of the church, floor level and the balcony. So my advice to any couples who are having a ceremony in an official house of worship. First, confirm whether or not your photo and video teams will be allowed to move during your marriage ceremony. If they are not, and you're not okay with how the resulting images are going to look, ask for another priest or clergyman to perform your ceremony. And if you are not given that option, just simply have your ceremony in another church. Move on. It's your day, and no one has the right to impose such harsh restriction on your wedding day wishes. I understand your faith may be extremely important to you, but no person walking the face of this earth, even if they are a priest, a reverend, a minister, a vicar, a rabbi, or imam, should severely restrict your memories if your images are a priority for your wedding day. And that is my two cents. If you would like to support the show or buy me a coffee, all you have to do is hit that support the show link at the bottom of my show notes. I would really appreciate that. If you want to know more about the podcast, the book, or my wedding photography, you can visit completeweddinged.com or atagirlphoto.com. That is A-T-A-girlphoto.com. All the links to everything is in the show notes. If you haven't subscribed or left a review, I would encourage you to do so. That will help other couples find me just like you have. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a wonderful day. I will catch you next time. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time and we hope that you learned something to make your wedding photographs better and your wedding day less stressful. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others just like you can set their wedding photographer up for success. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you again during the next episode.